back to the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show. I'm Paul. I am John. And today it's day, not the night, just the day of the machines. Day quill of the machine. Uh, and last week, or last episode, I guess it would have been last week, um, the Decepticons discovered the underwater city of Sub-Atlantica and working <laughs> with King Nurgil, Megatron attempted to do take over the world starting with Washington, D.C. and the Autobots arrived and stopped it. But more importantly, we recorded it in person. Yeah! Yeah, that was Z again, man. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, right only there. took only five thousand kilometers between us. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, Paul, this week the voiceover guy's back. He hasn't been here ah! for like four or five episodes. Yeah, but he, here he is. Here he is, and he's <laughs> taking us to Quantum Laboratories at midnight. Mm. <laughs> so I first off call bullshit on Day of the Machines when we start at midnight. Yeah. Uh, but well, Col- I mean, technically, I guess it's AM now, right? Yeah. It is, it is, oh, so maybe this it's, it is a 24-hour span of the machines. <laughs> yeah. But Quantum Laboratories is apparently home to secret, secret scientific inventions. And an awful lot of weapons. <laughs> yeah, and uh, like a dumbass security guard who just finds yeah. Soundwave and a violin case and something. And he's like, oh, <laughs> add some mighty professors again. Wah, 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 wah. And carries the ah. stuff. And just tosses yeah. it in a lost and found. And of course it's Soundwave because Soundwave. <laughs> yeah, and then and then Soundwave transforms and he checks Laser Beak and Laser Beak gets Megatron out of the violin case, like the gun in the violin case bit again. Uh, yeah, okay. I, I appreciated that. That was clever. But but they blast their way out of this cage and yeah. then they hacked all sneaky like it's like I know. Really? Like, anyway. Yeah. They had to sneak in, blow up, then they blow up a reinforcement cage, and then sneak outside to the Torque mm. 3 computer, which is apparently Torque the most powerful three. computer on the planet, with the creepiest damn face. Yeah, it reminded me of uh, the faces of, like, the GoBots. Remember that show? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. It reminded me of, like, one of their I faces. I like the GoBots. Yeah. I know I shouldn't and, and, say and that on this thing, show. It, the thing sounds like it's on helium. Oh yeah, or it's something. It's one of those voices <laughs> like this. <laughs> it sounded like uh, oh, uh, daylight. Exterminate! But Megatron <laughs> yeah. reprograms Torque Three to obey him, and then they put these uh, control chips on a bunch of crazy ass machines. <laughs> yeah, like what are these things for? None of them. Yeah, like, it's like oh, this. What what is the legitimate purpose of these things? Yeah. Here is <laughs> here is a three willed automatic uh, machine with two giant tentacle arms that have saw blades on the end. The most <laughs> yeah. practical military weapon ever. They're going to put it up in the woods <sighs> to hack down trees or what? And I, I kind of did like seeing that the the design of human technology almost seems to be starting to change. Like in the first season, it was trucks and cars and tanks. And now yeah. it's almost like Autobot technology these, is influencing yeah. humans. It's almost like they're they're trying to come up with ways to, well, the, before it was shown that uh, they are trying to come up with weapons and things to fight the Decepticons. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe this is yeah, the, that was the a, same kind of thing. That was a whole thing last season. Um, anyway, we go after this. We go to Doctor Paul Gates, who's I mean he's a pretty much a toss away character. Yeah. But he is, of course, worried that Torque 3 is too powerful and it could control the world. <laughs> and he's literally told to just get with the program, dude. Like, he's yeah. like, this is just the way it is. Computers are great and they can do everything. And, of course, they could control us all, but they won't. And that's it. And as soon as that speech is done, Torque 3 gains control of the building and locks everybody inside. <laughs> yeah, immediately. Yeah. 
and uh, Dr. Gates, oh yeah, Dr. Gates rewires the Visaphone so he can call the, optim- the uh, Autobots. <laughs> the Visaphone. The Visaphone. <laughs> Apple, you missed it. You, you should have called it the, the Visaphone, I'm telling you, but you had to call it the iPhone. <laughs> they, um, the Decepticons, oh, so then the Decepticons, this is kind of the, the A plot of the story, or the, the res- resolving plot of the story, is that the Decepticons plant these chips on a bunch of oil tankers, so the oil tankers yeah. all start going but, where Megatron wants them to. But they're in, like, a fleet. Why would there be a fleet of oil tankers? Uh, I, have like, no, say, I have no <laughs> idea. Safety in numbers, so you can and, 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 avoid and ocean maybe, frat boys. Yeah. And why is he letting rumble? shoot this thing like mm. why not give why isn't megatron doing it himself or why doesn't he give the gun to somebody intelligent like star well, starscream isn't here is no he? he megatron's been doing this a lot lately of just assigning the wrong person to the task but it works yeah. out anyway but we so we go back after this to teletrain one and it tells optimus hey the uh, the oil tankers are gonna are being kidnapped and optimus just knows it's megatron and then dr gates uh, contacts them and says, hey, you got to help us with Torque 3. So Optimus sends Skyfire, Hound, and Spike. Yeah, Skyfire was just standing there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Convenient. <laughs> oh, I can do something now. Okay. Oh, you needed me? How about that? <laughs> and Spike actually volunteers. He does this a lot. It's, I, every time yeah. Spike goes, I'll go too, Optimus, I kind of think, why? What are you going to do? <laughs> Exactly. And he answers that question. He gets in the way later. So those three go to check out the tankers and the Autobots roll to Quantum Laboratories. And when they get at Quantum Laboratories, these insane, weird, automated tank things attack them. And they just, and the Autobots blow them all up. It's like, oh, you've just done more <laughs> tens of millions of dollars of damage to United States government property. Well done. Thank like, you. But then, like, the... Then they get a second wave, and there was a scene here where I just wanted to... I was I was pissed off. Optimus runs away from a truck. Like, a regular, just, truck <laughs> is coming at him, and he runs away and is like, Oh, we're outnumbered. We can't stop them. What the fuck? <laughs> and he calls to the Dinobots for help as they're just about to get shot in commercial break. <laughs> he says, good grief. He does, I like, know. <laughs> but... Uh, Another thing that's like Peter Cullen, uh, the, the voice actor of Optimus Prime and Ironhide, he's the only one talking. I was like, he, is he the only one that came to work? Yeah. Like, well, why aren't the other Autobots talking? So when we come back, the Dinobots arrive quickly and in they, they trash all the, the automated uh, trucks and, and drones and whatnot. And I noticed in this fight, um, Sludge just stomps through a line of the same type of truck that Optimus had to, to run away from. This happens a number of times where the, the Dinobots show up and one of them specifically states, we're here to clean up the mess. Yeah, well, yeah, Grimlock's like, yeah, once again, we're here to fucking help you again. Yeah, he should, I mean, these <laughs> guys should be, I don't know, they need a bigger trailer or more screen time. Do you notice time, that they or... ran there instead of flying? Yeah. Because they can all fly. But, and, yeah, no, and, but and Swoop isn't there. Like, does, what, does he get the day off or yeah, something? It yeah, was, anyway, it was, maybe, maybe it was the animators like, I hate drawing Swoop. I hate, I hate the wings. I don't like them. I'm only got yeah. about four. Fuck, Fuck you. Michael Bell. <laughs> hey, maybe he had the day off. You never know. But I, I love this because there's a scene right here where Sludge raises uh, Prime up to the window. Yeah, to say the scientist. It's like, it's like something off the Flintstones, right? It really was going, going down. down. Yeah. Like, oh, wow. So, this is- uh, Dr. Gates talks to Optimus and Sparky finds a chip 
on one of the machines and they kind of figure out what the whole, the whole plan is. Um, and Optimus says, well, we got to get inside. So he blows out a door to this building where Torque 3 is in and a bunch more drones come out. Uh, but we go to Spike Hound and Skyfire and they find out where the tankers are going. <laughs> yeah, I love where it, it shows the, the map of all the tankers. Like, this is tankers coming from all these different countries and they're all converging on the center of the ocean. So that's where Decepticon headquarters it's is. It's the, like, the uh, yeah, I don't know where the Marianas Trench is. I feel that we went over this before. We talked about the Marianas Trench in this show, yeah, didn't we? Well, the Marianas Trench is in the Pacific Ocean. We did but, it last uh, week, yeah. Yeah, and then the the Puerto Rico trenches or whatever it was called or something like that. Yeah. Uh they figure out that uh what Megatron's doing is getting all the oil from all these tankers. He's going to funnel it into their Decepticon base underwater and capture the energy, turn it into energy. <laughs> same old, same old. Um, how do they... Oh, yeah, they, they board one of the boats and hide so they can get in. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, Hound and Spike, uh, they're, uh, they just tell the captain, yeah, hide us or whatever so we can sneak yeah. into and, this thing. And good on the Decepticons for not having any kind of surveillance. The one-time laser beak isn't there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they, uh, so they get inside the force field and they attack, but Spike gets taken hostage by Laserbeak because of course he does. Uh, again. Uh, again. So Hound and Skyfire surrender. And uh, now we go back to the Autobots at the Torque base and they're fighting all these wacko dino, uh, not dino, but uh, machine drones with tentacle yeah. arms and oh, it's fucking weird stuff. One of them's trying to eat um, Blue Streak, I think. Or Prowl? Like, one of them literally uh, has a mouth and is trying to squish... Anyway, yeah, it's certainly. a stupid fight. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, it's like... Um, there was one spot where that made me laugh where Ironhide walked... One of them had, like, an, I don't know, a hose with something in it, and he just walked up yeah. with his finger and stuck his finger in the hose. Ironhide defeats the, the machine he's fighting. <laughs> it's like something Bugs Bunny I would do with Elmer Fudd. And it blows it's, up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was great. Um, but anyway, they get inside, and they realize that this place is a maze, and Torque starts taunting them. So Optimus enters alone into this maze, which the last time we saw it was just regular hallways with, you know... Chip yeah. rock and tile only floors. One way to find out. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> It'd be funny we... if he just got out a cell phone and calls Torque and asks him, How do I get out? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Torque is Siri version one. So we go to Hound Spike and uh, Skyfire, and they're in some holding cell or room in the Decepticon base. And basically, we just go here. So Spike says, Don't worry, I have a plan, which he totally <laughs> fucking doesn't. <laughs> Remember that in Perfect Strangers? I have, oh God, a plan. <laughs> so we go, oh, Torque sends a bunch of drones to fight Optimus in the maze. He fights a couple. And then one of them put a chip on Optimus. And as soon as that happened, I was like, oh, oh yeah. How did I, yeah. how did I not see that coming? Like, I, it got me. I was, yeah, didn't see and it then it's the second commercial, and uh, Optimus walks up to to Torque Three, and he's saying all this shit to him. And then Optimus is like, "No, I'm not going to do it," and just rips the chip off himself. It's like, when? No, <laughs> but no, he, he had no I, chance I planted to a do fake it. Fake on that robot's hand before he put it on me. It's oh Jesus! This is <laughs> yeah, this is exactly. 1966 Batman caliber shit. All we needed yeah. was shark spray, anti-shark spray. And everything labeled oh. bat this and bat yeah. that. <laughs> but anyway, so so Torque 3, you know, fights a bunch, sends a bunch of his drones at Optimus, and 
Optimus basically just starts punching the room apart. Yeah, he just and he smashes dark. I mean, he might as well. He blew up everything yeah, else on the really. base, right? Uh, <laughs> like, forget the forty-seven jets they defeated like four yeah, weeks ago. Exactly. Um, so uh, then we go to the uh, the pumping station for the Decepticons and Megatron. So they find out Torque Three is out of commission. So Megatron just takes a remote control and starts controlling yeah, the tank. Where did himself. he get that? He's he got radio this shack. <laughs> Yeah. All of a Take sudden, sixty-seven triple A's <laughs> yeah. and five double A's and two C's. Who the fuck has C's? Um, <laughs> anyway, the Autobots, like the the to go save Spike and Hound and Skyfire, they board a hydrofoil and <laughs> this hydrofoil is like the fastest thing on the water. Whatever. The so we says, should yeah. let the drunk <laughs> drive. <laughs> yeah. Everybody, buckle up! Oh, there's no seatbelts. <laughs> Like, are there water skis in the shop this yeah. week? Like, uh, they need. Yeah, haven't they anyway, done this before? Matter. Zipped across the ocean, gone to India and <laughs> Indonesia, <laughs> India. And New York, and God knows where else. Anyway, um, so old <laughs> drunky takes off, and, and they head. Uh, and inside the holding cell, we're back to Spike and them. This was Spike's plan. Apparently, it was that he expected he would eventually find an electromagnetic. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's just there. And the, uh, this pissed me off. His plan, he goes up to the wall and just knows that Ravage and Rumble are on the other side, exactly where they are. Yeah. He turns it on, and it has enough power to slam those two up against a wall and pin them there, and it doesn't move Spike an inch. Well, it, it would pull him holding the magnet into the wall. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Anyway, but he just stands <laughs> but, there. But why isn't it? Attracting hound or skyfire, and it's... and also magnets only attract like alloys that contain iron, nickel, and cobalt. Like, I highly doubt that's what the transformers are made of. They're made right? out of I mean, unobtainium. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, like, yeah, so anyway, it, it works. Uh, hound and skyfire smash down the door. They escape, and they race to shut down the force field as soon as they can. Uh, and then the Autobots come in on their hydrofoil. <laughs> And there was one scene before that, though, where Skyfire, Hound, and Spike all stick their heads around the corner, and it's exactly like something from Scooby-Doo. <laughs> it's like it's like, but they are that varied in height, right? But so, all I mean, that was that missing was like that look boom, like. But boom, I just thought it was hilarious. Yeah, it was. It was <laughs> yeah. very cartoon esque. The three of them, uh, they all distract. Was it Frenzy? Yeah. And oh, and yeah, Frenzy nearly just bullseye Spike. Like, wow, that was a good shot. Yeah, he did. I mean, he missed. And then Skyfire say, "Hey, over here, dumbass!" And then anyway, he runs off. You, Hound blows up the force field dumb, generator, <laughs> and uh, the Autobots show up just in time. All hell breaks loose, and pretty quick, Optimus grabs that remote transmitter from Megatron and smashes it. And the like ASAP, all the oil tankers just take off in different directions they get out of here because megatron's gonna blow this motherfucker sky high <laughs> so he puts out a call to the decepticons hey run everybody get away retreat so they all they all run away go back down to their underwater base and the autobots start getting off the hydrofoil but optimus has to go save spike and um hound and skyfire yeah so all the Autobots go, they have to get away. They're going to jump on the hydrofoil, but Prime says, no, I'm going to go save those other three idiots. And he finds <laughs> Spike and Skyfire and <laughs> Hound. And he, he tells Skyfire, you know, transform and get out of here. Wouldn't it be funny if he did exactly that? Like, just transform and gone. <laughs> yes. It's hey, like, hey, ass, <laughs> See you later. Like, I, it, wait, oh, wait, shit. wait, need a ride. Well, need technically, a ride. I can't get mad at him. He was right. 
Well, we've seen it a few times now, humans carrying Soundwave or another Decepticon firing Megatron. It's obvious that many of the Transformers can change their physical size drastically when they transform. Soundwave, Reflector, and Megatron being the most obvious examples. And this isn't out of the question. I mean, maybe they compress their molecules or something, kind of like compressed air. But there's a problem with that. Their mass wouldn't change. It's still the same amount of Transformer, just squished into a smaller form. They'd weigh the same. Now, when Megatron and Soundwave land after flying, they make a lot of noise. It's obvious they weigh a great deal, at least a few tons. That means Soundwave would transform into a two-ton tape recorder. How in the world does he not collapse that desk, let alone the floor of the building? And how does that guy manage to pick up Soundwave and Megatron? Go outside and try and pick up your car. Yeah, it didn't work, did it? If you take the thing to the scrapyard and have them crush it into a six-foot cube, it won't make it any easier. And another thing, how did Soundwave get into the room? The doors... Well, there you go. That's the end of the Day of the Machines, and I guess technically that makes this last part of the show the Night of the Machines. The Night of, yes. Uh, next week we have, uh, what do we have next week? Oh, Enter the Nightbird. This was a, Enter this the Nightbird. Yes. I, so I gotta say, I liked this episode. I liked a lot about it. It was a basic story that had two solid plots that were intertwined. And it was dumb in its own way because it's a 1984's cartoon. But I like this one. The next two episodes, man, oh man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Enter the Nightbird. We're gonna come off the yeah. rail, guys. Enter the yeah. Nightbird, not Heads a fan, up. and Prime Problem. Oh, like nothing. Oh, baby. <laughs> that was just somebody <laughs> ate alphabet soup and shit all over a script. That was... Anyway. <laughs> so, if I haven't enticed you to just not listen to this show for a few more episodes, uh, I hope that worked. Uh, until then, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at uh, I'm at John Sobey. Paul's at P McPherson one Yeah. And uh, you, you can rate and review us on your uh, podcast app. Mm. That'd be nice of you. Yeah. Tell your friends about us. Tell your friends about us. And then, uh, I guess, until that time, well, I guess next time, we'll enter the Nightbird. Dun-dun-dun-dun. Michael Bell.